Hello and welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV after Leicester City's disappointing FA Cup tie away at Nottingham Forest on Sunday. Uh, Jerry Taggart and Matt Elliott join me, Dan Bates, to talk about that game, to preview uh, the away Premier League game with Liverpool on Thursday and we'll also look at some of the other results in the FA Cup as well. Um, Firstly, how are you both, Matt? I know, well, the three of us spoke yesterday, didn't we, uh, around yeah. the game. You were there and, and you've been able to, to travel back and, and have a little bit of a, a think about it. It was a, a bitterly disappointing game, as we've said already. Yeah, in, in every aspect, really, of the the football-related issues and uh, and also off-field activities, you know, weren't particularly uh, impressive either at certain times, but it was... Yeah, it was, it was a tough one to take, wasn't it? For for a lot of reasons, really. And I think you know, the supporters that went in their droves will be probably regretting the fact that they did manage to get the tickets ultimately and make the effort because uh, they weren't presented with much to observe, were they? It was miserable stuff. Um, I mentioned that word yesterday and not just in terms of the weather. The, uh, the performance that they were given yesterday was there wasn't much to to hold on to to take positives out of, as a lot of people say after games when things have gone adversely. But they, um, you know, the more the more you look at it in hindsight, and you get chances to watch the replays and how avoidable the goals were to certainly make an improvement on the defensive efforts and it was quite startling really quite startling and at times yesterday <coughs> at times they had good possession of the ball in decent areas for periods of the game but not enough but also at times they were overrun and not the forest was swarming all over them uh, at certain, certain occasions and but I suppose most surprisingly of all didn't just show more sort of heart and appetite, but they showed more finesse and quality in the game, really. And uh, it was a difficult one to take, difficult one to take. And it's going to take some responding to um, with a huge game coming up Thursday. Yeah, we'll talk about that, obviously, a little bit later. We'll also talk about the individual goals, Jerry. but just uh, another wider general remark on, on the day of, of just how disappointing it was because so many of those Leicester fans had been looking forward to this fixture. We've been looking forward to this fixture for so long. Yeah, I think I think Retton has been about eight years since both the teams uh, played each other. A lot of the players wouldn't have played in that fixture. I know some, maybe some of them didn't, some of them didn't, or some of them were on the bench or still in the squad. They played in the last time both teams met, but uh, you know, Matt's right. I think going into a game and listening to what Brendan had to say in his, his pre-match interview, uh, you know, I think you know, the sound bars coming from that were absolutely spot on. But what you've seen on the pitch didn't reflect what Brendan, you know, said in his pre-match uh, interview, i.e. you have to compete, you have to win your individual battles and then the quality comes out. And, you know, you said we're going to talk about the goals. For me, the first goal epitomised it, uh, where Forrest basically won the battle. 
uh, in that midfield area. And as you know, Matt said, they, they had some quality. You know, they had, I said it yesterday, I said again, they've got two or three players in their team that could, could quite easily step up a, a level. Uh, and they showed it. They have more fight, more bite. And I think sometimes, you know, you can be, you can overanalyze games, or you, you know, you can, you, you can go in depth too much. Yesterday was, for me, was one of those games where you, you strip everything back and you say, right, this is, this is a derby match. This is not, this is not necessarily about tactics uh, or, or playing neat and tidy football throughout the game. This is a game where the physical side is going to come well and truly into it. I, you've got a championship team, which you know, I said before the game yesterday, championship ties invariably play a more physical, a, a, a quicker style of football, not necessarily uh, as much neat and tidy football as you would see. The pitch obviously played a part, the conditions played a part in that as well. And, you know, Forrest, played the conditions and played the game better than than Leicester did uh, and deserved the win. You know, there's no other way of looking at it. Forest were the better team on the day. They competed more. Uh, and when it came to the crunch situations in and around the box, they were able to put the ball in the back of the net. We said before the game, Matt, we were talking about derby games, weren't we? And how sometimes they, they maybe don't live up to expectations or they can be quite cagey affairs. This one obviously wasn't the case there. But I think in the opening five minutes, James Madison did a really good piece of play. He dummied past a, a midfielder, didn't he? And he was just clattered, cleaned out. And it was early on. And, and that, again, maybe summed it up a little bit that the, the Nottingham Forest players were really up for it. And, and they wanted to put their foot in against the Leicester players. Yeah, I think uh, you know that was just one example. Um, they were on a mission, weren't they? Not Forest, I think, and you know, Leicester weren't ready to to react to that as, as well as they should have. It, it, the game started not how I would have expected. To be fair, a couple of Forest forward from Nottingham Forest, but generally, fifteen in twenty minutes, Leicester was. Looking quite comfortable, I wouldn't say they're in cruise control, far from it, but they were quite comfortable, even though there were danger signs already, particularly down the right hand side of Nottingham Forest with Spence and Johnson linking up well. But you know, in general play, Leicester looked decent enough. They'd already shown that they could cut Forest open uh, without threatening any finishing touches at that stage. But that, yeah. It was almost, I don't know, perhaps that's possibly the worst thing they needed to do. <laughs> it maybe gave them a false sense of confidence, really. They might have thought, hey, I, we were expecting you know, a full-out assault from Forrest early on. That didn't really happen. Perhaps subconsciously, you know, Leicester got sucked into thinking, right, well, that's the best they've got. And we haven't really got going yet, but we're comfortable enough. Um, Perhaps the rest of this game is going to, if anything, their efforts are going to subside and we'll really take control. But they didn't. They uh, they upped the ante, didn't they? And there was much more cut and thrust about Forest's game. Physicality, they were more robust as well. And they recognised areas that would hurt Leicester. 
i.e. putting the ball in the box regularly with quality, whether it be from free play or set plays. And Leicester didn't seem ready for that. Like, they can't. They must have been prepared about it. They must have been told, you know, what sort of a side and what sort of a, an occasion it was going to be. But not switched on enough. Not switched on. And you know, the, the best, I don't know, six, seven players on the pitch were all in a red shirt. And that happens. You're asking for trouble, isn't it? And hugely disappointing. Hugely disappointing. You know, that, that will hurt everyone involved. Supporters, manager. They very much like to think so. The players. Because that they were, they weren't beaten by a last-minute breakaway or, you know, unfortunate. They, they hammered Samba's goal for the duration of the game, which just wasn't their day. Almost the opposite occurred, and so many gaps, so many deficiencies in the game, particularly in that defensive unit, which, like Brendan Rodgers, you know, will recognise and realise it's not at its strongest right now, but it's probably the strongest it's going to be for a little while, <laughs> that back four, and it's got to cope better. The, you said, Joe, that the first goals kind of summed the day up. The, the second one was, was so disappointing, the manner of mm. conceding that goal. Yeah, I think, you know, again, you know, well, you can put two of those goals, the first two goals, you could say, epitomised the whole game and the sort of, you know, how Leicester didn't adapt to the situation, uh, the the occasion as well. Uh, instead of, you know, Daniel Amati trying to play that back pass instead of clearing his lines. And yes, it's agricultural football, but as I say, sometimes you've got to pick a game out for what it is. You know, not every game of football is the same. You can't always play the same style of football in every single game of football. And yesterday was one of those games, like I said, the conditions, the pitches and like the pitch at King Power, uh, the atmosphere, and obviously the occasion, a fourth round tie in the FA Cup against uh, one of your nearest teams, a derby match away in the fourth round of an FA Cup against a team you haven't played for a number of years. And so you, you just... Everything you could want to chuck into the melting pot was there yesterday in that game. And so, so and that is why you can't always play the same style of football you want to play for every game. And yesterday epitomised that. And, and obviously, the mistake that Daniel Amati made uh, in trying to go back to the keeper instead of probably trying to clear his lines. You know, and obviously, you've still got to finish it off. And it was a, a really neat finish, I have to say. Uh, from Johnson, who I thought was excellent, uh, caused all kinds of problems. And, yeah, that just sort of epitomised it. They were up for it. They had the bit between the teeth, the eye of the tiger, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they punished us yet again for a bit of sloppy play. Um, even the third one as well, Jerry, we, we were confused about how, how it had gone in. But actually, Yuri Tillman's on the post. At first, you think, how has he not cleared it? But then you see the slow-mo replay. Danny Ward gets a little touch, doesn't yeah. he? That just takes it away from him on the post. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, I think in, at halftime, or sorry, after game, whenever it was, I can't remember. <laughs> I was so no, it was saying hell at half. You know, 
just before that, I think it was Morrow had another free hitter and it hits him on the shoulder. And really, should be that should be hitting the target at least, if not going flying in the back of the net. So that was a warning sign from from another set piece. The world's, you know, missed a great opportunity to, to put uh, Forrest even further in front. But yet again, the ball comes in. Okay, it's not a, it's not a, a par header, but he's got direction. It looks as if Yuri Tielemans is in a good position on the line, to be fair to him. He's come across from his near post. He's come to the right slightly from, from that near post. And as the header's, you know, coming down, and bounced in front of Danny Ward. You're thinking, right, it's going to go over his hand and Yuri's going to clear it. But unfortunately for Danny, as you would expect, he's trying everything he possibly can to get that ball away. I don't think there's no blame as far as Yuri Tielemans and Danny Ward are concerned. Obviously, you've got to look at three headers in the box. You know, that goes without saying. But the actual goal itself, Danny Ward... Things happen far too quickly for, for Yuri Tillemans to give Danny Ward a shout and say, leave it, I've got it. That's just not possible. So it's just a little bit unfortunate that Danny can actually get a little fingertip to it and inadvertently take it over or take it to the side of Yuri Tillemans' head where he is actually in a good position to clear it. So it's a bit of bad luck, but questions still have to be asked about Worrell getting two free headers from two corners. Even if Yuri Tielemans, Matt, had called and, and said that it, it was comfortably going to come to him, I, I don't think you'd ever expect a goalkeeper to, to trust <laughs> your defender and, and leave a ball in that situation. Danny Ward was always going to go for it. Yeah, exactly. You haven't got time you know, to, to shout from behind and then the goalkeeper reacts, really. Uh, I don't think many defenders have or midfielders in this case, are brave enough to, to risk it just in case. Or as a goalkeeper, they're not going to lie the responsibility on someone else when they can affect it themselves. But I mean, imagine Danny Ward does let it go and Tillemans slices the clearance, etc., or whatever, and then back into that. One of those days, <clears throat> that was highly likely the way things were going. But no, that, that was unfortunate. Um, I thought myself as well at the time with that. Uh, the benefit of a replay, I was thinking, how's that managed to sort of squirm and wriggle its way into the back of the net? But once Forrest were, weren't too concerned about that, they were weeding away celebrating, weren't they? And you saw the dejection from the players as well, as well as the frustration, realisation that 3-0 was like a world away from 2-0. 2-0 was bad enough, but you'd think over time, that was left in that game, it was redeemable. But um, having said that, they got themselves back to 3-1, and, you know, a little bit out of the blue with a exceptional goal, as it happens. Despite, he took it really well, didn't he? Yeah, it was a great goal, wasn't it? You know, swift move from back to front, goalkeeper Samba, and what he was thinking at the time. But although, you know, you, you could equate it to some people say, oh, 2-0, at half-time, is a dangerous scoreline. Yeah, I'd rather be 2-0 up than 2-0 down. But, but yeah, the, the point is there to look at. And you get one more goal and then the pressure's right on. But you leave yourself open, as Leicester were doing all, all, all game, really. It wasn't just that they were forcing the issue. Obviously, if you do, do concede that one more goal, 
it's game over. And that proved to be the case, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah, problems, problems in lots of areas, really. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, in, individual errors have a big bearing on things. They do. And, you know, in this instance, like Daniel Amati on the first two goals, obviously semi-culpable with the first one, in my opinion, largely wholly culpable for the second. Um, but there was reasons why Leicester were in those areas where, you know, if he made a mistake, it was going to be costly. Slow to close down, as Jerry mentioned, um, at different times in recent games. Slow, slow those crosses. They know they're not very good at dealing with crosses. Do your utmost to, to block them, get them closed down. Um, the general, I don't know, there, there was a general physical nature with quality about Nottingham Forest. And this didn't show too much of either yesterday. And it also didn't show too much common sense at times. How did Leicester recover from it, Jerry? Well, that's a very good question, Dan. You know, <clears throat> I think the first thing is, is uh, you need to try and regain some kind of confidence in the dressing room, no matter what has gone on, what went on yesterday. It's important that they have to move on, but I think there's a lot of soul searching, what, what will have been done yesterday and last night. Uh, and then today you have to, you know, a lot of people, are, well, I mean, and I'm talking about the players and the management and coach coaches, be waking up this morning, right? How do we lift ourselves? How do we get ourselves ready for, you know, for, for this game on Thursday? So a lot of soul searching then. I think as far as, you, you can, again, you can analyse this game to length degree. We can talk about it until the cows come home and criticise and, and, and nitpick and pick points out of it. And that's not going to do any good, Dan, from, from here on in to Thursday. You have to move on. And you have to move on quickly. Because if Leicester turn this result around or, and the performance around on Thursday night, then I'm not saying it'll be forgotten about. I'm not saying that. But it'll go some way to, you know... Put, laying that ghost to rest, the nuts for us ghost to rest. You know, it's as simple as that. And so it's important for Brendan, his coaching staff, that everyone is back on side this morning and they then try and work out a formula to go into this game on Thursday night. And that is the only solution you have as a, as a manager. There's no point dwelling on what's, what's gone for too long. Yes, as I said, you, you have to pick the bones out of it to a certain degree. And, and there'll be certain things that will have to be said in that dressing room after the game. But after that, you know, you have to move on. Uh, any other FA Cup games, Matt, that, that piqued your interest over the weekend? Yeah, I suppose uh, well, numerous, really, weren't they? Numerous close, unexpectedly close games, like lots of Chelsea, Plymouth, wasn't it? And then West Ham against Kidderminster and well, that was one like, really, wasn't it? That that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get to see too much of it, but saw the the highlights, and they were uh, just an inch away, weren't they, from certainly being tested in penalty shootout, etc. But um, 
I think probably the one certainly that I, I took most notice of was Bournemouth, Boreham Wood. Uh, yesterday, almost directly after we left the game, and what an achievement that was. When, so, the majority of the first half as well, they, they weren't, they didn't nick a goal and hang on. They could have been two, three up at half time, all hands to the pump in the second half, as you'd expect. But it was a miraculous, miraculous result for them. Actually, non league up against what a lot of people think are going to be Premier League. Um, Premier League team next season and uh, all the players that they've got that, that was a stupendous performance and result <laughs> and then battling away there were there were a couple of players on Boreham Wood's side that were sort of carrying the sort of timber I carry around these days and uh, but they didn't give up they gave their all and again showed some quality like Nots Forest that was, that was wonderful to see I read somewhere, I've just had a, a, a check there. They've not actually conceded a goal yet, Jerry, Boreham Wood. And, and really? Non-league side, and they've got into the, the fifth round, and, and they haven't conceded the goal in the competition. Yeah, I think, you know, when, again, you know, I think Bournemouth made nine changes for the start of that game uh, against Boreham Wood. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, me and Matt, we've been there. So that's why we can sit here and talk about it against Wickham in the quarterfinals. You come slightly off the ball and there's a good chance you're going to pay the price. And we spoke about that yesterday. You, you can't afford to give lower league teams... Uh, the, I, I should, let me rephrase that. You've got to give lower league teams the respect they deserve in a, in a cup competition. They're there for a reason. You know, it's as simple as that. Bournemouth made nine changes at the beginning of that game, and they paid the price. You know, Matt's talked about Chelsea had a struggle up, West Ham had a struggle up. Uh, and sometimes, yes, in the end, they get through, and by the skin of their teeth, on both accounts, and that's because you, you don't give the, these clubs the respect they deserve. But And, 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 and it's a no-win scenario for these clubs, these big clubs playing smaller clubs. You cannot win. So sometimes that mentally takes, just takes you off the boil. And if you do that, you're in serious, you know, danger of paying the price. And, you know, and that's what happened to Bournemouth yesterday. Uh, you know, they paid the price for making too many changes. And I'm not giving due respect to a team who are, you know, four leagues below them. Uh, there was a win for uh, Leicester's opponents on Thursday. Liverpool at the weekend in the FA Cup. What are you expecting, Matt, from that one? It's a, um, it always was going to be a, a massive game for Leicester City, e even bigger now, really, with what happened yesterday. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it seems quite a daunting prospect right now, doesn't it? You know, if, if it didn't before, even Brendan Rodgers was you know, saying yesterday he'd, he saw some worrying signs in, in the performance, which is quite an admittance from his point of view, his perspective, um, then looking ahead to Thursday, you know, got different things to ponder, hasn't he? Who, I mean, we all thought that was pretty much a strong enough team yesterday. Probably the strongest available by one or two, maybe maybe Daka, alongside Ian Acho, I don't know, or whichever way, but he hasn't got... 
too much, you know, too many options to change the heart of the problem yesterday, which was the defensive unit, and I include midfielders in that as well a bit, and even wide players to a degree, because they were a little bit timid at times, Lookman and Barnes, in truth. Um, I don't know, he'll perhaps consider the wisdom or lack of it of putting Amati and Ian Acho straight back into the fray after travelling from the AFCON, but I'm sure they were fit and ready to go. Sometimes it takes your brain a bit to, time to get back up to speed um, after their efforts out there. But again, you know, that's in hindsight. We must have considered them ready and prepared enough beforehand. And I don't know what, you know, what changes does he make? But whilst we said there's a very strong bench, not sure it's how many who, you know, would deserve to sort of replace anyone on the back of Saturday's performance, uh, yesterday's performance, sorry. But, I don't know, he's got a problem, hasn't he? He's got a problem because, you know, confidence has taken a real blow on that. And that's the last place you need to go, is Anfield, isn't it? And, I don't know, Mane and Salah will be featuring, possibly, from the bench um, after their exertions yesterday. But, it's, uh, yeah, you're sort of scrambling around wondering almost like which hole to plug first sort of thing. <laughs> what do I do there? What do I do there? And you, and you don't, as Jerry says there, you don't want to overindulge on that and sort of panic as such and try and cram everything into a couple of days training preparation. In the days, you know, the similar group of players beat Liverpool not long ago, albeit in... Uh, you know, very against the odds situation, but so I suppose you've got to remind them of that at the same time. You can't be all too doom and gloom. Um, you know, got to sort of accentuate any positives as best you can, remind themselves of what they are capable of, but uh, at the same time, and again, Jerry's right, don't over deliberate the point and drag them the low mood on, but they need to be discussed about how they can prevent conceding a hatful against Liverpool, which is a possibility. Just got to sharpen their mind. You know, you have to talk to them like schoolboys and say, well, this is what I wanted to do, but sharpen their mind and they'll do the right thing because they've got to where they are as professional players. They're there for a reason. They haven't fluked it, but the approach and application and attitude is so important in games. Before ability alone. Yeah, I think I brought up yesterday, Jerry, that there are shades of the last time Leicester played Liverpool back in December of coming off the back of a, a relatively disappointing game. It was 6-3 against Man City, wasn't it? Yes, Leicester did come back in the second half of that one, but still everything was against Leicester in terms of injuries and players that were out and they ended up winning there. So hopefully something similar again may repeat itself, that after a really disappointing game yesterday... Things have been against Leicester. Nobody's expecting them to go to Anfield and get anything. You never know. They might go and get something. Yeah, you know, that is one of the the things you can take out is, you know, after the Man City defeat. But obviously they scored three goals in that game, whereas yesterday, obviously they got the goal just before half-time, which was, a you know, I, I was thinking of saying, is it, was it a lifeline yesterday? 
maybe, but then obviously the game turned again on its head and and the second half sort of fizzled out uh, after the fourth goal went in. So the positives from the Man City game, you can't really take out from the Forest game going into the Liverpool match. But it's a similar kind of scenario where you've come off the back of a, a disappointing defeat and you have to use that as your motivation to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's, a, it's as pure as simple as that. You know, sometimes football, as I've said there, you can overanalyze, you can look, you, you can spend as much time as you want trying to sort your tactics out. But, you know, at times like this, when, you know, people are dying and they're, they're soul searching, looking for a little bit of, you know, consistency, a little bit of quality, you just have to focus on upstairs. Grit and determination, uh, 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 you know, a willingness not to let that replicate itself, what happened uh, yesterday. And for me, that is the main way you approach the game on, on Thursday night. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and regardless of what happened yesterday, Jerry, Brendan Rodgers and, and, and Leicester, they'll believe that they can go to Anfield and, yeah. and get something and get a win. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. And, and obviously the mood in the camp, will we'll sort of, you know, give Brendan Rodgers a little bit of a sniff of whether or not, you know, that is to be true. And so that's why it's really important that they, yes, they analysed the game yesterday and what, what went wrong and why it went wrong, but then you have to move on. You know, the mood in the camp has to be good. Confidence has to be good. And that's where a manager really makes his money, along with his coaching staff. Because there's no point going into this game against Liverpool mentally, again, not ready to go to war. And it's going to be a different game than, than it was yesterday. It's as simple as that. Technically, the way the game gets played out, technically, it's going to be a different game than what we've seen yesterday. And so, in saying that, in a way, it might be a little bit easier for Leicester to, to cope with the style of Liverpool, believe it or not, in a way. But for sure, mentally, they have to hit the reset button and, you know, try and move what happened yesterday out of their mind, hit the reset button and go again on Thursday. Yeah, I know you mentioned, obviously, the fact that the Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Matt will have to travel. Liverpool obviously have a very good squad, but that's two of their best players that that even if they do start, which you'll be surprised if they do, that there, there must be some fatigue in there. Yeah, they've got decent replacements, haven't they? But uh, <clears throat> not to that standard. It, it will be a bonus, uh, a plus for Leicester if they're not involved at all, or even from the bench, of course it will. But um, you say Liverpool have got enough quality, haven't they, to, you know, to cause problems for any team, uh, regardless of whether the top men are performing. But I think, uh, as Jerry's mentioned there, you know, about the grit and determination, the preparation as well, a little bit for this week going up to it. And Brendan Rodgers, he'll be as disappointed and frustrated as, as anyone. And slightly embarrassed, maybe, even by that performance. But he can't really... He can say his piece to the players, pick up certain scenarios, say this, we need to do this and adjust this, etc. More efficient at this. But he's got to hide that frustration 
or, or certainly put it away for a little while and try and make the players feel as best as possible as well, you know. And like I say, remind them of what they are capable of and say, listen, okay, that went horribly wrong. It doesn't mean the next three, four, five games have to go horribly wrong off the back of it. Be strong, character-wise. You just mentioned examples there. To a lesser degree, but it's Man City. It looked to be horrific early on, didn't it? It was 4-0 after half an hour, wasn't it? Even before half-time. Um, they turned that round within the course of one game to a level, winning the second half. Uh, just a consolation, really, but a positive. Didn't have that the weekend, but to then go and flip that round and be resilient. And, and it's not like they haven't got the capability, you know, that weaponry or that attitude amongst themselves to knuckle down, battle away, put the bodies on the line. And everyone was lauding them for their efforts and their determination. And it's Liverpool. See, it needs to be, well, it's going to need to be similar again on Thursday, you would imagine. But that's how it should have been against Forest as well. You know, that, that same edge to the game. Can't just turn it on and off. But um, there's, and I, want, I wouldn't back up against them putting up certainly a better performance against Liverpool than they did against Notts Forest. But it's a little bit shutting the gate, isn't it? After the horses bolted, in, certainly in terms of the FA Cup. And strangely, it would take the edge off it if they were to get a result against Liverpool, but it wouldn't make people forget about it. Uh, do you think that they will, Jerry? Well, at least hopefully put up a better performance than what we Yeah, I'm, I'm positive, and that's probably <clears throat> at the moment, <laughs> at this moment in time as we're speaking, probably the best that anyone can hope for is the performance levels have to be better. And then you're hoping and praying that the result then will take care of itself. But obviously, going up against Liverpool, who you know, are in good form themselves at the moment. Uh, decent form, you know, sitting second at the table. <clears throat> you, you're hoping and praying that they have an off day on Thursday night. You, you know, whether or not they will, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will be desperate to try and close the gap further between themselves and, and Manchester City. I think they've got a game in hand, haven't they, over Manchester City at some stage. Uh, but all, all Leicester can do is concentrate on themselves and the starting point for that is the performance. It's as simple as that. You can work on the tactical side of things, the technical side of stuff as well, but I'll go back to it. It's all about the mental approach. You get the mental approach right, then the performance invariably looks after itself. And at this moment in time, that's all Brendan can worry about. Uh, and probably closer to game as he sees the players attitude, the confidence unfold and come out, then we can start thinking about how do we get a result here. But that's your starting point is a performance. So it's pretty easy for Brendan in regards to how he approaches the players and speaks to them uh, because that is the starting point for Thursday night. It, it's a big week, Matt, isn't it? It's a, it's a big month really for Leicester. You've got West Ham of course, on Sunday, then it's Randers in, in the, the UEFA Conference League. So these big games now are, are coming thick and fast. So I guess on, on one hand, you can look at it and say yesterday can be forgotten about if Leicester go on a really good run. 
add another one that you don't want to get them stuck in a, in a rot or anything and, and let yesterday's negative result have an impact. That's right. A lot of games coming up, different competitions. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge for them, isn't it, really? Um, you know, to bounce back for the weekend. But some footballers need to be resilient, though, as well. They need to cope with situations. You know, you can't be emotionally unstable individually and as a group. You know, you, you take knocks all the time. Very few teams in the land have positivity all the time. And more often than not, it is a little bit topsy-turvy. And, you know, the, the manner of the defeat will hurt. And the scoreline, of course it will. And considering the opposition, good team that Notts Forest are. Nottingham Forest, um, in the, albeit in the championship. So, you know, there's a dent to their pride. And hopefully that will spur a reaction. Um, they weren't, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, they're uh, a hopeless bunch of, of players who should never be on that stage. You know, they've shown over a period of time that they're very capable sides. So, you know, it's just sort of recapturing that edge about them. I'd like to see, I was going to say someone, but a group of the players, a number of the players sort of, grab hold of things by the scruff of the neck, not literally, but take hold, take charge a little bit. It seems it's a little bit, they're all left to their own devices a little bit. I think Yuri Tillemans tries to do his, his piece. He hasn't been in top form of late, which hasn't helped, but the players all, all do their thing a little bit. But do, bark at each other and roll the sleeves up and demand, demand a performance, like a, a rough and ready performance when it's needed out of each other. Or, you know, not necessarily, you know, harping back to our days, but you know, myself and Jerry, Steve Walsh, Frank Sinclair, we, when we, we, we were best mates off the pitch, pretty good mates on the pitch most of the time. You wouldn't have thought so when we were playing. You could see centre forwards' heads looking at us in bewilderment at the way we were going at each other. You know, and whether it's Jerry to Frank or Frank to me or whatever. Um, but that was a G up we needed. It needed to keep us bang on our game. You know, it, it used to start with opposition. That was one benefit of it. They thought, hang on a minute, we're in a, in a game here. Um, and then it used to keep us on our toes as individuals. I don't see too much of that with Leicester. Just a small point. I don't know. It's just a feeling that they give off, in my opinion. Uh, I'd see someone sort of take charge, take charge a little bit. Um, they're they're, they're going to have to, you have to try and not forget, because that would be the wrong thing to do, use it as a reminder, but brush off the disappointment. Because they start feeling sorry for themselves a little bit. And say they get off to a rocky start against Liverpool on Tuesday, Thursday, sorry. A couple of goals down. If the heads drop, then they get a pace in, and then it is a problem. And the next game, and the game after that, they'll feel the effect. So they've got to show some belief and show some spirit. It's mentioned quite regularly about Leicester City. 
now's a chance, a time that you really need to show it. <clears throat> yep, we'll be live on uh, on Match Day Live, of course, on Thursday evening. I think it's a quarter to eight kickoff. Uh, so we'll have a uh, Match Day Live from quarter past six. Jerry, you'll be at Anfield, won't you, of course? Uh, on Thursday, so enjoy that trip up there. Um, right, before we finish, we've got our um, football Jenga to do. Uh, Matt, you said you didn't want to harp back to your era too much, but but I've done right. that actually for our, uh, our football <laughs> Jenga. That would uh, probably suit me better than harping back to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right, uh, Liverpool against Leicester, or Leicester against Liverpool at Filbert Street on the 3rd of March 2001. Okay. You got that date in your mind, 3rd of March 2001. Uh, Leicester won 2-0 against Liverpool mm -hmm. at Filbert Street. Now I want you to name for me, please, any of the players that were involved on the pitch that day. So either starting 11 for Leicester or Liverpool, and then they each made three substitutes. Why there were the three substitutes as well at uh, full two. Uh, so the 3rd of March 2001, and Matt, you can uh, start us off for me, please. <clears throat> Well, this is a risk, because I know how many times he was on the treatment table. Jerry Taggart. Correct. Heskey. Emil Heskey. Ooh. Yeah. Playing for Liverpool at that time, yeah. Ooh! <laughs> Double bluff. Double, Double bluff. bluff. Yeah, I'm thinking he's gone by then, but then... You know, if, yeah, he went to Liverpool. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Robbie Savage. I think he got a bit of stick that game, thanks, didn't he? Yeah. Stephen Gerrard. Who's he, is it? Jimmy Carragher. Me. Yeah, again, don't know why that one took so long, but we've got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adi Akinbay. Who'd be keeper then? That's got to be... Oh. No, I don't want to risk that, goalkeeper. I can't remember when. Right. Jamie Redknapp. No. no. Oh, no! No. <laughs> it no. didn't feature at all. Uh, no. So, Jerry, you have to give me one to win it. Frank Sinclair. Correct. Gets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, right. should have gone for Frank, shouldn't I? Mind you, I yeah, well, she'd gone then, didn't he? Or was on the way out? Yeah, so, yeah. the... Who played in midfield for Liverpool, was it? Gerard McAllister and Christine Zieger and or Nick Barnby as well. Gary Mack played in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the Leicester team we'll start with one two 0 by the way. Muzzy is it and Akinbaye got the goals. Uh, it was yeah. Simon Royce in goal. Um, oh, good shot! I didn't go for the keeper. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought when you were thinking about it, you might have struggled there. Uh, Matt Elliott, uh, well Callum Davison, Matt Elliott, Gary Rowett, Jerry Taggart, Frank Sinclair, Junior Lewis. Muzzy is it, Robbie Savage, Adi Akinbaye and Dean Sturridge was the starting eleven. Uh, Andy and Pete Arnigan Larson and Trevor Benjamin came off the bench. And then for Liverpool, it was Sander Vesterveld, Marcus Babbles, Stefan Honcho, Sammy Hoopier, Jamie Carragher, 
Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister, Christine Zieger, Nick Barnby, Robbie Fowler and Emil Heskey, and then Michael Owen, Didi Himan and Danny Murphy came off the bench. Oh, come on. How do we, we win that game? Mate, thanks. I was just going to say the exact same, yeah. <laughs> How did we win that? I remember Junior Lewis had a stormer. Yeah. I think that was one of his early games. He didn't quite repeat that was so that, often. But... That been when, because you started that season really well, didn't you? Yeah. We, we were, but then, so yeah, we, we, were, we were in the top, After that game, we were in the top five. After oh. that game. Thanks, we were top of the league after eight games. Yeah. Well, and then even well, we, still in March, you were, we, you were... We were never, ever out of the top six or seven. And then after we beat Liverpool, which was the weekend before the quarterfinals of the Cup, we were top five. Yeah. Unbelievable. We ended up 15th, I think, or something. Yeah, 14th, I think, we finished. But unbelievable. Looking at that team. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> And I mean, no disrespect to some of them, but yeah. Yeah, collectively, it's a funny old game. It's a funny old game. <laughs> well, well done to uh, to Jerry. You've, uh, yeah. you've won a couple of wins in a row for you, Jerry, although there is yeah. an asterisk next to you. One of well, weeks. it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, you, Listen, you're you the adjudicator. Yep, you've got a big you, Jerry. You and Roberts are just going to have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, thanks to you both. Um, we'll, well, I'm, I'll speak to you, Matt, won't I? In the studio on Thursday. Jerry will be at Anfield, so yeah. Yeah, do join us again at, at quarter past six. But have, have a great week, guys. Thanks a lot, Dan. See you, Matt. Thank you. See you, thanks. Take care, mate.